Hello, my conscious soul. This is Jay Wynn. Welcome to the Conscious Chess Podcast, where we bring inspiring individuals living purposeful lives in the hope of inspiring you to be your best authentic self. This is episode number four with Ray. She graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Biopsychology, then started her PhD in Clinical Psychology, then dropped out of her program a year after to become a Manifestation Life Coach. She is a living proof of the saying that don't be afraid to let go of something that you're no longer passionate about. She now helps goal-driven women heal from limiting beliefs and learn how to use the universal laws to manifest the life they desire. You can reach Ray via Instagram on at mindful.ray, that's R-A-E. In this episode, we discuss that in order to heal, having a positive mindset alone will not get you the results you desire. You will need to do inner works in order to figure out your triggers and your wounds, how important it is to journal and how to journal. The tips to manifestation in order to hone in the growth mindset and create more abundance in our lives. Let's just start off with your personal history, who you are and where you grew up and what were your early years were like. Okay, sure. Yeah, so um, I actually grew up in Southern California. I still live here. I love living in California. I don't think I could ever leave. Um, I grew up um, here with my parents and they both raised me. I'm very grateful. They raised me as a Catholic, but growing mm-hmm. up, I did go to a Christian school. Surprisingly, the academics there were just really well. Um, but once I went to high school, I did go to a public high school. Mm-hmm. And after graduating there, um, I could have went to a university, but I really wanted to save money. <laughs> so I went to a community mm-hmm. college and mm-hmm. later I transferred to UCSB and mm-hmm. I got my degree in biopsychology. You are now a life coach. So take me through to the step of how you become a life coach and what's the reason why? Okay. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of funny. So basically when I was in college at UCSB, I really wanted to be a dentist. Like my entire life, I wanted mm. to be a dentist. And then it was my senior, no, it was my junior year. And I was just really, really depressed. I wasn't doing really well in school and I didn't understand why. And that's when I took the class biopsychology, which is also the same year I changed my major. And I realized, you know, wow, our brain can really affect our entire body and it can really affect our mood. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I think I want to be a clinical psychologist. Like Mm. I've always been that friend that everyone comes to. I love giving advice to others. I love helping others succeed. And so after I graduated from UCSB, I actually got into a doctoral program Mm. and being there, it just... At first, like it was exciting, but throughout the year, the first year, I just wasn't really happy. This year, though, that that year was just really hard for me because, of course, I just started a new program. I'm like, okay, this is it, and then it ended up not being it. And while I was in my first year, I even was looking up like life coach and trying to understand like what a life coach mm. does. And I actually wanted to like apply for a program for it too. And I was just like, wow, like, why am I trying to do this while I'm in school to be a clinical psychologist? And so after my first year, I really used that entire summer to really think, you know, what do I want to do? Like, what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. And 
being at school, it definitely wasn't it. Like being a clinical psychologist just wasn't the way for me. I realized that I really wanted to be that person that yes, helps people heal, but I really wanted to help them really focus on their goals too. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what sparked the journey. And ever since I've made that decision, I've been so happy. And I feel like it was the right decision because when I was in school, it just, it wasn't like, it was awesome learning everything that I was learning, but it Mm -hmm. just didn't feel like me being there was meant to be. Yeah. In terms of clinical psychology that you were studying and life coaches, though, what are the differences between and why did you choose life coaching? Okay. So a clinical psychologist, like they really focus on the client's symptoms and, you know, you can also diagnose someone. And this is something that I personally didn't really want to do. I know that some people, you know, they go to see a psychologist and they get diagnosed and they live in whatever it is they were diagnosed and they believe that's them, that it defines them. You know, this isn't everyone, of course, everyone's very different, but that's the one thing that was kind of a disconnect between me and a psychologist. Like I didn't want to focus on their symptoms. I didn't want to focus like trying to figure out like what is wrong. And like I said, this just, this just wasn't for me. So there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I've seen it, I've seen a psychologist, I've gone to a psychologist and they're amazing. They've helped me so much, but for me, it was just very different. And so as a life coach, you know, you're able to help someone really focus on their goals and get them there, you know, give them the steps and the tools to get there and not really focus on their symptoms. And for me, like, I kind of wanted both. I really wanted to help others heal while also working on their goals. Cause I feel like, you know, your mindset is so important Important. to work Mm -hmm. on. And for me, it's like, if I can do that without actually diagnosing someone, then that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I feel like when you diagnose someone, they're kind of limited. So there's no way out. So you're like, this is my symptoms and you're, you're stuck with that. But I think in terms of life coaching, you have more possibilities and it's more Mm -hmm. on a positive side rather than focusing on the symptoms and the negative. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I was, so I was actually diagnosed with body dysmorphia and me, like I didn't take that the wrong way. I already knew I Mm -hmm. had it, but for me knowing it kind of gave me confirmation, like, okay, like this clearly something I need to work on. And so it motivated me, but other people, it can actually affect them negatively. So it just really depends on like the person themselves, you know? Yeah. And also the mindset that person has as well. Yes. Um, In in terms of the mindset, like what, what, as a life coach, um, what sort of advice can you give to the listeners? How can they cultivate the positive mindset? Okay. So one thing I want to say is being positive definitely is just not going to do anything. Mm. Like I did that for so long during the time when I was very, cause I was, I was also diagnosed with depression years ago mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what to do. So I just, you know, self got self-help books and read a lot. And a lot of it was mainly like, Oh, you should think this way. You should be positive. And it wasn't really helpful for me. So my advice is honestly do the inner work. And if you don't know how to do the inner work, it's to reach out for help because in order for you to really understand what's going on in your head, you need to really kind of go backwards from mm-hmm. your past. Like what is the, what is, what are the triggers or what is, what made you start thinking this way? And that's how you're going to start to heal 
because just being positive all the time, it just, it's great. There's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. but sometimes it doesn't really actually get to the core of what's really wrong. Like, why are you struggling at this moment? So how do we find out what's actually happening? Like in terms of doing the inner words and so on, how can we find out what's actually happening inside? Cause some people, they are not quite aware of what's really happening inside. They just live their lives like day by day yeah. and just as the life goes on and they, it's like they live your life on an autopilot mode. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of people who are living on autopilot and they don't even realize it. And so one way to really figure it out is definitely like, personally, I don't think that anyone can really do this on their own. I mean, you can, but I highly recommend also reaching out for help, like a therapist or a coach, whoever is going to be right for you. But mm-hmm. personally, I, I, what I really recommend to my clients is to journal about it. And just sometimes they don't know what to write, but I tell them, you know, whatever is just in your mind, just keep writing. And sometimes you'll be surprised mm-hmm. at what comes out of that. And just writing down like why you're feeling this way. And questions I also have my clients ask themselves is like, okay, where did this thought even come from in the first place? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't even know at the right off the bat. And that's why I definitely do recommend journaling or even talking, just talking out loud about it, even with yourself or with someone that you trust. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're able to notice things come out without even realizing that it's been in you for that long. In terms of journaling, so do we journal like first thing in the morning or whenever you feel like you have something to get it out of your system, just start writing. Don't think about it. Just let the pen flow. Is that what you would recommend? Yes. That's what I, that's, that what, that's what works for me. So I know that I have some friends and clients that like to journal, you know, like every day or don't like journaling at all, but I try to Mm -hmm. try to really recommend as much as possible. Cause I personally have been there as well, as well, where I was so lazy to journal, but realizing how much it has benefited me. So I personally, I I've been writing every day, but I also like to write when it feels like, okay, I I need to write this down. Or I just, something's in me that I can't can't stop thinking about. For example, today was, it was a little rough at work, not going to lie. And so I just, during my break, I just took a moment to journal and meditate and just do things that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really going to help people as well, too. It's like choosing what makes them feel good as well. And do you think that instilling the meditation and journaling into our everyday lives help us to really f- know who we really are deep down? Yeah, I honestly believe in journaling and meditating so much. And that's coming from someone who years ago, I literally was like, why do you need to meditate? Like, mm-hmm. why do you need to journal? I never understood it. And I was so, I was actually very negative about it. Like this is so long mm-hmm. ago, but so it's funny for me to say, like to actually recommend that now. Cause I feel like when you meditate, it really helps you take a moment to be present and mm-hmm. it's, it can be hard to meditate, especially if you like a lot of people, when they start, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And there's honestly no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take practice for you to really ease your mind. But that is because your mind is constantly running all day. Yeah. And so you really need to take those moments to kind of just let your brain take a break. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I do meditation myself as well. I think for me, it has helped me so much. 
Like I started doing it maybe I would say three or four years ago. And since then that has been like a part of who I am really. I used to just be like have a bit of a you know anger issues and so on. But now like before mm-hmm. I flesh out it just take me it's more like for my self-awareness. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So before like I would say anything, I would just like, okay, is it really necessary? And then I'll take a step back and breathe through it. And that has been very helpful to me. So, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so you do um, all these coaching programs. So, so do you want to um, deep dive into your coaching programs and what you're offering at the moment? Yeah, of course. Of course. So, so right now I am offering a three month program. Mm-hmm. And so this program is called the aligned and thriving program. So what I do as a manifestation life coach is I really help women overcome these limiting beliefs that have been holding them back from taking the first step or even starting something that maybe they've been wanting to start for so long, mm-hmm. or maybe they've just been thinking about it, but they're scared. And so this program that I have right now, this is specifically for women just like that, who are feeling overwhelmed, defeated, and also the type of women who is very, not controlling per se, but controlling when it comes to their path. And so my program Mm -hmm. actually has three pillars to it. Um, It's called the ARA, um, the A standing for, the first A standing for awareness. So this is really important to me, bringing the awareness of, you know, what is their limiting beliefs at the moment? What is their daily habits? So that I can really understand like, okay, this may be the reason why you haven't taken this step, or this may be the reason why you're scared to take that first step. So that's the first pillar. Mm -hmm. And then R for release. This is for her to really just let go of whatever has not been serving them and unlearn any conditionings that have held them from showing up as their highest self, their highest potential. Mm-hmm. And then the last day alignment. So that's where the mind shift starts to happen. And they're starting to be more open to whatever opportunity is coming their way. You know, they're letting go of control, but you know, everyone's different. And sometimes, you know, with my clients, we're going back and forth through the three of these pillars. Cause you know, everyone's not perfect. Mm-hmm, and when you have daily habits, it's going to take a, like a lot of time and a lot of work for you to unlearn those So even though these are the three pillars, it doesn't mean we're just going to go in order and that's it. It's always going to be back and forth. So how does this start? Like, how long does it take? How long does the program take? And do you take them through uh, throughout the whole programs, like hand-holding them? And what does the programs entail? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, pretty much. So every week we have one session together and we work on whatever they want to focus on that week. I always send them a pre-session form just in case, you know, there's certain things that's been bothering them throughout the week. Mm -hmm. But also I do use, have you heard of that app, the Voxer app? Okay. So it's basically, it's pretty cool. So it's a free Mm -hmm. app and you can like text and send voiceovers together, kind of like on Instagram, how you could text and send voiceovers to each other. Voxer, it's V as in Victor, Mm -hmm. O-X-E-R. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's free. Wow, okay. <laughs> so highly Amazing. recommend it to other people, a lot yeah. of other people, because mm-hmm. um, it's absolutely free. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on like every country. So that's what's really great for me and my clients because I have clients outside of the US. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, so during the week, in case they need me, 
I'm available to them. So they can just send me a text or send me a voiceover, and then I can immediately respond to them so that I can guide them with whatever that they may be struggling with. And so, yeah, it's usually three months just because I feel like, you know, sometimes in the beginning, I'll see my clients do really, really well. And like, they notice things changing in their life, but sometimes things get tough. And that's the Mm. moments where, you know, sometimes you think you can do it on your own, but those are the moments where they really need like that accountability. They need that push. They need that hand. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I like to have my programs usually at three months. And Mm -hmm. then once that three months is over, it's up to them if they want to continue another month or if they just want to do maybe one session a month. So it, I really just don't like to be that coach that's constantly like hand holding them for too Mm -hmm. long because I feel like three months, it gives them time to really like get the rhythm of like what works for them. And they have the strategies in order for them to start manifesting what it is that they want. Mm. Do you have any manifestation tips you can give to the listeners? Say, how can they hone in the growth mindset and create more abundance in their lives? Yes. Um, okay. So it's, it always takes a lot of work. And this is the one thing I always tell my clients is that you can definitely follow the same steps as someone. Let's say there's someone you look up to and you want, you're like, oh, wow, I love their life. And I definitely want to manifest a life like theirs for myself. And you mm-hmm. believe in yourself, right? But even if you take the exact same steps as they do, it does not mean you're going to get there because it really depends on also not only the work you do, but the energy that you have. And you need to ha- be in alignment with mm. the universe and just be at peace and like let go of all of that control in order for you to manifest anything. And so the biggest thing I do recommend my clients is to not to try to force anything. Because when you force or try to force anything, then that just comes off as desperation. And that's a response to the universe that like, oh, I'm, I don't, I guess I'm not worthy of this. And that's the universe saying like, okay, well, you're clearly desperate for this and don't think you deserve it. So they're not just going to hand it to you then. Mm. So you think that it's like, and that's something that I struggle with as well previously, but right now I'm just trying to just sort of surrender to the universe mm-hmm. but previously <laughs> I previously I have these things because I you know I, I consider myself as a very driven person and that's how I have been raised um, since growing up if you want something you have to fight for it and you keep pushing it and hard working mindset totally instilled <laughs> in me as I get older I would just be like okay if I want something then you know, nothing will come easily. So if it's something that you really want, you have to keep pushing for it, keep fighting for it. And then there are times that I found myself even in relationships, you know, that like it wasn't serving me, but I didn't want to give up. And I just keep, you know, fighting for it and pushing for it. But then I get older, I realize that was something isn't for me then, you know, it's not for me. I don't have to if it's something that's meant for me, that would just like, it would just flow. Yes. Rather than me swimming at the river, then it's like, I'm going against the, the flow. flow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's so true. And I can, I 100% can relate because the same thing was instilled with me, you know, like 
you have to work so hard in order to be successful. You need mm. to do this X, Y, and Z in order to get there. And it's like, no, we don't have to work super, super hard and burn ourselves out to achieve whatever it is that we want. And obviously hard work should be put in, of course, mm-hmm. of course yeah. but there's no, it's not worth draining ourselves to get there. And the more we drain ourselves, we're not really attracting what it is that we want. And it doesn't mean that we're also going to be happy by the time we get there because we feel so drained trying to get there the whole time. Mm. If you have any tips on it, like how can us be more in flow with the universe? So what I like to recommend, what, what really helps me, let's say, because I mean, I'm human too. You know, mm-hmm, I definitely course, yeah. have my moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my, even being a manifestation coach, I have my moments, you know, where mm-hmm. I don't listen to myself, the tips I give. And so what helps me get back to alignment is kind of asking myself like, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? Or why mm-hmm. am I doubting myself? And then I try to think of the worst case scenario, like, okay, what can really happen if I fail? You know, that's like the biggest thing that people worry about, you know, Failure. when it comes to yeah. manifesting, yeah, is like failing or not being able to reach it or not being able to reach it on a specific timeline. And so when I think of the worst outcome, it's like not even that bad, you know, and it's like, if it does come to the worst outcome, what am I going to do? And my response is always, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep trying. So it doesn't really matter because no matter what, if as long as I try and I believe in whatever it is that I'm doing, then the universe is just going to keep continuing guiding me to exactly where I want to be. Mm. So it's kind of just like really thinking of the worst case scenario that really helps me. And I know it's definitely helped my clients too, because they're like, oh, wow, I never really thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. So you have to come from a place of abundance and wholeness and worthiness rather than just trying to manifest it from a place of lack. Yes, 100%. And the biggest, the best tip I can give you too, and what's really going to help you manifest and probably the key to manifesting is really sitting in that feeling of achieving whatever it is that you want. Because there's a lot of my clients where I'll ask them like, okay, like for example, if you really want to be like the healthiest version of yourself and the fittest version of yourself. Mm -hmm. I know that some of my clients have that exact same goal. I've asked them before, like, okay, well, have you ever envisioned yourself being that person? Like, what does that person look like? What is that person Mm -hmm. doing? And how does that person feel when she's in that, like when you, once you accomplish that goal and usually they're like, I don't know. And I said, okay, well, that's where the disconnect is because you can't manifest something that you don't know the result of that's so right so basically you have to be in a vibrational match with a new destiny that you're trying to manifest yes exactly and one thing i want to mention too like talking about more of the biology of it is the reason why you want to focus on this feeling is because when you're when you're imagining yourself like envisioning yourself there and also trying to connect with that feeling your brain doesn't know that that's actually not happening right now So your Mm. brain is actually learning like, wow, this is actually happening at this very moment. And that is when you you find yourself connecting with the universe because you're like, here you go. This is exactly what I see. So can can you give it to me? (laughs) Put me on that path. (laughs) Yeah. 
that, that sort of goes back to Dr. Joe Dispenza. He normally talks about. Yes, I love, you know, him. I love him. Yeah. So he normally talks about how you think and how you feel broadcast that electromagnetic energy that, you know, influences every single atoms in your life, really. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm actually reading, rereading um, his book. Have you heard of his book being Becoming Supernatural? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Becoming Supernatural. Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I was, um, I read this other book, but I haven't bought the book yet. But I went to one of his seminar when he came to Sydney. But it was, oh, yeah, it wow. was amazing. It was just a one day, but he does like a different sort of program. So sometimes he would do the whole week, but I went to the one that just like one day event. Yeah, it was really I bet amazing. that was life changing. So um, another question for you, what's uh, inspiring you right now? Honestly, all of the other women that are mm-hmm. literally like working on their businesses right now. I think it's so amazing i feel like i've connected with so many more people since being in quarantine like you know unfortunately like we all had to go through that but Mm -hmm. i feel like i've connected with so many people like i've connected with you Mm -hmm. and i'm and i'm connecting with like other people in london and i'm all the way in california so it's like pretty crazy to me how we can connect so easily like this and that's what i love about it and so what's been inspiring me is just seeing more and more women like doing podcasts or becoming a life coach or becoming a business coach, whatever it is, like everyone is just going for their dreams. And I feel like I'm noticing more of that here in 2020, like a lot more people are trying to grow and it just, it really excites me and motivates me too. And it just makes me want to help more and more women do the same exact thing. Yeah. So right now, because we, everyone have that time that they were lacking before. So now we can like focus on what we really want and, you know, what we want to do with our lives. Like, I feel like for me personally as well, I, I believe in this thing that everyone has a gift. We are here to do something that you're supposed to do. As a life coach, what advice can you give on people who are trying to tap into their gift? Definitely the first step I usually have my clients do is kind of write down a list of things that they, they love and things that they used mm-hmm. to love as a kid, because sometimes, you know how like there, when you grow up, you know, when you're a kid, you think you can be whatever it is that you want yeah. and you do whatever you want. And then you grow older and then there's a lot of people that can be opinionated or just tell you to think realistically. So sometimes those dreams or whatever it is you wanted to do, they fade away. And you forget Hmm. about them. And so that's one way I I highly recommend my clients to like the steps to take, because sometimes you realize like, wow, this definitely is something I love, but sometimes they already know that, but they've been scared to take the step to even go that route. And, and also one thing I also like to tell my clients is that even if you love something and maybe you think it's your purpose, it doesn't mean it has to be like your job. You know, it can be anything else. Like it could just be for fun or it could just be for like maybe volunteering if mm. it has something to do with the community or just in general volunteering, you know, like I try not to tell my, my, my clients that their purpose is going to be something that's going to make them money. Cause you never know, like maybe yeah. it's something you actually don't want to make money doing. For example, like if you love painting and like, you know, some people may tell you like, oh, you should make that a business, but it's like, do you want to do that though? Like, what do you want to do? 
And, and so I like, even though I help my clients try to figure this out, I try to make sure they figure it out on their own. Cause it's like, they're like, you know, internally what's best for you deep down, but sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't want to approach that yourself and you're scared that's to right. approach it. Yeah, that's right. And also when we were younger, we have been conditioned by our parents and so on, you know, sometimes as a kid that you have all these dreams that you want to achieve. And as you get older, you're conditioned that way that, oh, well, that's not going to make you money or you have to be, say, or you have to be a doctor or you have to be a lawyer or (laughs) in order for you to be successful. And that's like, even just as um, having that Asian heritage, like that's how I have been programmed by my parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you have <laughs> totally these, can relate. You, you have all these up uh, creativity, and you want to be, you know, a person like a, you want to be a creative, and so on. They're like, "Well, being creative is not gonna, it's not gonna cut it." <laughs> yeah, make you the money. Like, yeah, it's not gonna <laughs> cut it, and you gotta do something. You have to be realistic, and that's been like instilled. I mean, it's taken a while for me to just sort of switch that mindset as well. Yeah, yeah, because you've been trained, literally conditioned that way since you were a kid, and so you're just gonna believe that that's right all the time when really it's like, as we're getting older, just like me, like once I realize, like, okay, I can leave school. Like I don't mm-hmm. need my parents to tell me like I need to stay. And I'm very grateful. Cause you know, my parents have never been, you know, I grew up in, a, in an Asian household as well, Filipino mm-hmm. household. And so just the same way, you know, like very structured and like, you know, telling me like, oh yeah, you know, doctors will make a lot of money, you know, yeah. of, course. <laughs> of course. And, you know, but they always supported me. They never told me like, oh, you should do this. You should do mm-hmm. that. But also it's like family members can influence us and family friends can influence us. So yeah. it's like, you can't. And one thing I tell my clients too, it's like, you can't blame yourself for believing this for so long because it's like this belief didn't come from you it came from the influence from your parents or other people Mm -hmm. would you have any advice that you can give on the listener who are lost on what to do with their lives yeah i what i recommend is to not be afraid to just try new things even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't make sense to you like some because one thing is that the universe will always provide something in front of you and it'll catch your attention. You don't know why, but if it does catch your attention, go for it. Because I've definitely have been in a situation where I wanted something. And once it was right in front of me, I was scared to take it, mm-hmm. but I ended up taking it because I realized like, okay, I need to respond to this because clearly it's what I've been asking for. So I really try to have my clients like be aware of things that pop up in your life because you never know what that opportunity is going to bring you. And it may, may change your course, whatever plan you may have, but that's okay because that's redirection to where you're actually probably supposed to be and where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. That goes in tied with um, being in flow with the universe, really. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And and I forgot to actually mention this earlier, but I every time I have a client, I also use their human design. Um, are you aware of what human design is, by I, the way? I went on your uh, site and just have a look at it, what the human design is. I created my own human design, and I, I, I found that I was projector. Oh, um, interesting. But okay. yeah, I did, yeah, I just wanted to find <laughs> out what it's like. So I read into it, but I don't think not a lot of people know what human design is. So if you can sort of explain us what the human design is. Yeah, of course. So the human design is 
a mixture of ancient and modern sciences. Like there's five languages. So the I Ching, astrology, Hindu Brahim chakra system, the Kabbalah and quantum mechanics. So this definitely isn't a belief system because these languages already existed. They're just all connected, but to make it as simple as it is, it's basically a blueprint of your mind and body and human design Mm. is used in order for us to unlearn the conditionings that ever made us believe that we were supposed to be different from who we are. That is what it's used for. And so, so for example, I know it sounds already confusing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to like uh, rationalize. So for example, like, you know how everyone learns differently, right? And everyone responds to things differently. That is kind of what the human design is for. So basically it helps me really understand my client. So for example, if you being a projector, if you were my client, I'd understand like, okay, maybe this is the best way for her to make a decision because mm-hmm. everyone makes decisions differently. Everyone learns differently. And so that's what I use a human design for to really understand my client on a deeper level oh, wow. and yeah. then help guide them. Cause also like I can even figure out, I'll probably do this for you afterwards. Um, we can figure out like what type of manifester you are. There's wow. different manifestors out there and you can be a specific manifester where you're trying to, let's say I want to manifest this specific job at this specific company and make this much. That's a specific manifester. A non-specific, what I also like to call an abstract manifester, is someone who's just like, oh, I want this type of job at a great company making this around this much. Mm. So not super specific. So learning about human design is honestly really amazing. I highly recommend it to so many people if they can get a reading. Because for me, once I learned about my human design, it really helped me make decisions that were best for me. And I know that everyone's like, oh, I know how to make a decision. But sometimes people make a decision based on their core values. Yeah. Some people sometimes don't even know what their core values are. So then you're just left in this like uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And some people, they need to literally just not do it when they're very, very happy or really sad, you know, like not waiting on their, you know, not making decisions on their, during their emotions, like depending on their emotions, like they need Mm -hmm. to make decisions on their, on a neutral state. So everyone's so different. Different. And so that's why I love learning about the human design and also helping my clients with their human design, because like I said, I really am able to see like what is best for them and how they can make a decision for their life. And um, how do you live your authentic life? And how, why do you think it's important for you? I definitely live that by doing what I love. When I was, when I was a kid, the one thing my parents always told me was like, you know, whatever you choose to do, make sure you love it. Because if you don't, you're going to hate your life. (laughs) And that's super real. Like, I'm so glad my parents told me that as a kid, you know, I like, I'm just like, okay, you know, but that has really what led me to where I am today. That's why I ended up leaving grad school. And that's why, you know, I ended up changing from dentistry to clinical psychology. It's amazing how you just like, you know, you change from one thing to, but you realized that you're like, okay, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. And just, yeah you know, you took the action to just like change into uh, the direction that you were meant to be doing. Yeah. Like it was scary too. You know, it it obviously wasn't easy. And I actually didn't, once I dropped out of my doctor program, I actually didn't tell my parents until 
I think over a month later, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was really scary confronting them, even though I knew they would support me. Mm -hmm. I just needed that time to just make sure this decision was what I wanted. And also so I can really collect myself to bring it to mm -hmm. them. But it's just like, I've seen so many people around my age and just so many women in general and men just doing things that they're not happy with. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't envision myself 30 years from now doing something that I hate. And that's what I don't want for everyone else. So I feel like that's why it's important. And that is why I feel like I really live my life authentically because I'm doing something that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And we need more people like that. Like I think a majority of the people um, will be doing things that is not in the alignment with what they were meant to be doing. So you ended up becoming miserable yeah. and it's like, you just live in this um, autopilot life, like the life just going by and, you know, one day you'll probably realize it and it's probably just will be too late, you know? Yeah. That, that's a, that's a thing. Like the, if you're not doing something that doesn't serve you, you're automatically doing something that isn't serving others. Mm -hmm. And like, and what I like to think of is like all the inventions we have in the world. Like think of all of those people who were doubted, like whatever they created, you know, they were doubted from the very beginning, but because they, they believed in themselves and they were just, you know, following what felt right. They created mm -hmm. something so beautiful for everyone else to, to have like the light bulb yeah, <laughs> like for exactly. a great example, you know, yeah. like we wouldn't have that today. Yeah. Like if, so if someone, true. if he gave up. <laughs> that is so true it's just like you know keep fighting for what we believe in and doing things that are in alignment with this so it's like you're being a service and also you're doing a service for you know for the world really yeah yeah because you're able to show up as your highest self in alignment because you're happy and you feel good and because you're happy and you feel good you're able to serve others even better because you're already feeling good yourself uh, before we wrap this up, um, I'd like to end with three questions. Sure. Uh, the first one is, uh, share me one truth about you that only you know. Okay, this one <laughs> this <laughs> is a tough question. Uh. Uh, okay, one truth about myself that only I know. I guess for the longest time, I've never said this out loud. Mm. So, this but basically, the first time you say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the first one. But for the longest time in the past, like, I really did think that I was doing what I loved for so long. Mm. And everyone thought I did too. Like, this is, I guess this, this is kind of a truth because, because like, I used to tell everyone the same thing, do what you love. And I really wasn't doing that and that was like mm. on my way to be a so-called dentist <laughs> before what? I changed my mind yeah and so that was kind of like a lie that I think I kept telling myself for a really long time and the reason why I wanted to share this truth is because maybe someone else might be living that lie themselves and they don't even realize it that's right and the second question is what does it mean to you to live a conscious lifestyle definitely just taking control of your life and being mindful of the decisions that you're making towards your life. So basically what I mean by control is like not letting other people's opinions or other people's successes affect what decisions you're going to be making. Yeah. Like I feel like that's so important 
because we can see someone else and it's like, it can really affect us negatively and, or make us think that we need to do exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's like the comparison myself. It's just, it's it's just, it's just killer, really. It is. It definitely is. And that is something that a lot of us tend to do. And mm-hmm. so I feel like the more you focus on what you can control the fo- and you focus on what you want to do, then I feel like you're definitely living more of a conscious life because you're doing what you want and not what others want for you. I love that. Um, the final question is what impacts do you want to live, um, leave in this world? I definitely really want to leave this world knowing that I helped at least one woman or man who knows mm-hmm. at least one person in this world just take the first step to help them create the life whatever life that they dream of because sometimes that's all you need mm-hmm. all you need is someone kind of just to wake you up or be that accountability for you to really start making moves and for me to, to hear it from I mean, i've definitely heard it from other people which is great but i want to continue hearing it from other people yeah. but I really just want to leave that impact where someone just tells me like, you really helped me change my life. That, and that is oh, all that that's matters. Amazing. Yeah. That would be so fulfilling to hear as well. Yeah, it would be, it would be amazing. Cause I know anyone can create the life they desire and sometimes they just need that little push. Amazing. So where can people find you, Ray? They can definitely find me on Instagram. Um, that's mainly where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's mindful dot ray r-a-e mm-hmm. um they can email me through there they can dm me through there and then i guess that's probably the best place to reach me because i do have facebook but mm-hmm. i feel like I, I a lot more people connect with me on instagram it's, yeah that's you, how we connected as well so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you can find me on there there you have it my friends to recap in order to manifest you have to be in the vibrational match to whatever it is that you're trying to achieve for instance if you want to manifest a relationship you have to draw in the feeling of having it already what does it look like to you if you have it how would you feel draw in that feeling and act as if because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined and if you're doing something that isn't serving you then you're automatically doing something that isn't serving others when you find your purpose and do what you love you will raise your own vibration when you raise your vibration you automatically raise the vibration of others and this is how we rise together if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends thanks so much for listening and i hope you're leaving feeling inspired to be your best authentic self